Are you, can you give a level? I'm talking at the level I plan on talking. Okay, fair enough. Is that a problem? No, that's fine. It's just for whatever reason, my voice fucking... I think it's a theater thing, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why I can project so well. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Did you do theater when you oh, were younger? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I did tons of theater. I feel like you must have told me that. I, well, well my, my Sterling career, I was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I was Curly in Oklahoma, who's the main cowboy. Impressive. And then I was uh, the dual role of both Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, wow. When did you do theater? In high school? High school, yeah. Okay. And, and like, as a kid, like, the choruses of the big shows and yeah, stuff, like, yeah. my mom would be a part, and I'd be like, in Scrooge, a street urchin. Oh, that's cool. Singing about how shitty fucking Scrooge is, you, nice. know? And, you know? See, I did all the, like, elementary school plays. Okay. So I was... Marley and Scrooge. I was Scrooge and Scrooge. Nice. I was Daddy Warbucks. Ah! I was uh, Rooster in Annie. Rooster. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I hated singing, so like that's a great song. Yeah, man. Easy Street. Yeah. Like oh, well, I was mostly embarrassed because like the girl, his like uh, girl, Lily's Saint Regis. Yeah, Saint she was the most popular, hottest girl in school, mm-hmm. and like we were supposed we were supposed to be real kind of dirty. Yeah, for elementary school kids, <laughs> and I could not handle it. I was super embarrassed and just like, I'm not this kid. Like, I'm not the guy that gets to do this with this girl. I'm so sorry. I have to be near you right yeah. now. But she was so sweet to me and like, I think she knew that I was like flipped out by it, that she would be like, she would flirt with me so hard by oh backstage and shit. But even that, like, I couldn't handle it. Like, oh, oh it's so God. weird. Well, I wish I stuck with it because I feel like I would have really enjoyed it. But when I got into high school, I, I became kind of a... I got I got obsessed with being cool and oh. like, I wanted to be a skateboarder and I thought I was going to be a pro and like anything else was pussy shit. Like <laughs> what really what really happened was I got involved with a judgmental best friend who oh, was a fucking sucks. dick and so yeah. like I adopted all those like judgy things and so like my my smart side was suppressed and like my my open fun like exploring side of the shit I liked like theater right. and movies and shit was suppressed was and, suppressed and that's my fault that's my fault for uh, getting on board with no that. theater's yeah. the only reason I had friends really? really you know like I fucking loved it and then I was doing regional stuff to, I was young Scrooge nice. I was the oldest young Scrooge who gets dumped by his fiance and you know <laughs> all these memories tied to this shit you yeah. know it's fun um. But so many memories also yeah. tied to Lois and Clark. Oh. Lois and Clark is our jam. Yes, We're talking about Terry and Superman. We'll cover it all, at least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. And Clark. Welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. Now, Ryan, you sound a little blue. Yeah, I'm having a tough time here, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> having some troubles. So let's let's recap. We started this in August, which is about ten months ago. Oh Jesus! You followed me. Only ten months. It seems so much longer. <laughs> We've had a lot go on in 10 months. <laughs> it's been busy. Uh, but you, you trusted me. We watched the pilot, and mm-hmm. we said originally, like, you know, if at any point you want to bail, you don't like it, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. understood, because right. you were coming to this totally cold. Yeah, blind. trusting me. Blindly. We did a whole season with really no hiccups, and we got some cool people and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling now, right? You know... <laughs> Last episode, when uh, I sat down to watch the pilot, I was excited. 
because mm-hmm. it had been a little while. And or the, the season premiere. Season premiere of okay. season two. Um, and then this episode <laughs> came around, and every time I thought about sitting down to watch the second episode, I was filled with dread. <laughs> And stress, and I put it off, and I bailed on you one night because mm-hmm. it was just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling to enjoy this whole thing. Okay. And I think it's, I think it's because I, I'm not a huge fan of the show. Um, this is no, the childhood walk down memory lane for you than it is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I don't. I mean, no offense to any of the fans or anything like that. I think I'm spoiled by more modern television or some <laughs> or something. Um, but generally, it's a struggle. Um, and to be completely honest, like I have a lot of shit on my plate right now, yeah. and I'm struggling just to keep up with that stuff. And so part of the problem is is like when I have to sit down and watch the show and then come and do the podcast, that's like either an entire afternoon or evening after work or two halves of that after work. Right. And like, I'm trying to write a feature script right now that I am really enjoying. Um, but every time I like take a break from that, I have to regain my momentum, which is a struggle. Right. I just shot a bunch of footage for a, uh, short film that I'm working on and I'm trying to edit that. And uh, that's a struggle <laughs> to just do because it's so much work. Um, and so just trying to balance all of these things has, has become tough. And so then um, when we throw the podcast in the, the mix and I'm not really enjoying it, I ask myself, like, why am I even doing why this, you know? Um, and, you know, I'm glad people like the show and are listening. But, uh, yeah, if I cannot maintain... <laughs> at least some level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I should do it anymore. Not only for myself, but like for the sake of everyone else, because I'm not going to be giving it right. really enough energy or, and, or attention. And here's the thing. We started this for fun, and it has been fun. Yeah. If one of us isn't having fun, there's no point in doing it. Now, yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about this a little bit beforehand. You're willing to stick it out for a couple Episodes. Yeah, I want to. Ex- I want to try. We've we pushed the days that we record from during the week to the weekend. We're gonna experiment with we'll that to with see that. if that's gonna make guests a little difficult. Yeah, I think. yeah. But we, you know, we can make exceptions from time to time. Right. If, of course. If, if, Especially if we happen to get an interview or something, right? Then we'd right. Schedule around them for sure. Yeah, but doing it on a weekend for me is nice because it's like. I can come and do the podcast, and then I can go write. Right. So it doesn't like take all of my free time. Right. From we're a doing day this away. early on a Sunday, and yeah. I have plans this afternoon. And yeah, so we're a great I. guy, and we're friends, and all that. But like, we're gonna go our separate ways and yeah, have yeah. our days. You know, exactly. That's, that's exactly. a nice thing. Um, well, I, I hope I speak for our listeners in saying that, like, yeah, I get it. You know, like, <laughs> if this if this keeps sucking for you, then we'll kill it. But we will fucking kill it in our last couple episodes yeah we like we were talking about this before the episode like we don't want to just stop no um, no so if if a decision is made that ryan is not going to continue with the show i don't know if i like i don't want to do this alone because yeah. i've done podcasts before where i'm the only yeah, guy yeah. and it's just so like i don't want to sit there and talk for an hour to myself you know it's just that, not interesting yeah. to listen to even mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. So we'll figure out what happens with that, yeah, but I we mean, will definitely go out with as big a bang as the Lois and Clark 
the new yeah, he the wants, new podcast Superman podcast is capable of. Yeah, yeah. Matt wants me to at least watch a bunch of key episodes, which mm-hmm. I am one hundred percent willing to do. And who knows, maybe a listener or something will be like, I wanna finish it. That, I mean that Yeah. You know, yeah. Who knows? Which we'll, you know we'll see. But like I'd if, never be offended by that. <laughs> whether it ends with you or not, like there will be a send off. There will be some yeah, as yeah. much closure as we can get together. Yeah. Um I'm kind of interested to see how this goes over in the next couple episodes. Me too. Me too. With with you and with listeners and just how everybody's taking it. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. Taking it like we like it's a divorce. It's like, you so, know? Like, yeah, it's so it, the stakes are so, so high. So high. So high. Mm. Um, just like your sound levels just there. Just yeah, so, sorry. So high. Speaking of sound. Speaking of sound. Holy shit. This week's episode is Wall of Sound. Wall of Sound. And what I called this is your brain on sound because I think that's what the fucking guy says. <laughs> he does. I think that was a reference to this is your brain on drugs. Just which your was brain on drugs. Yeah. Um, which was what? It was a fried egg. It was like an egg, and yeah. then they cracked this it is, and fried it. This is your brain. This is your, this brain, is your on brain on drugs. drugs. Nice. And then he says something else. What is it? Like deal with it? I don't fucking. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I'm too high to remember. I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, this episode, second of the year, obviously two o two. Uh, premiered September 25th, 1994, written by producer John McNamara, directed by Alan J. Levy? Levi? Levi. Levy. I feel like we've gone through this again. It's one Before, of, actually. It's one of those. I'm not sure. Um, I'm terrible at running the, let's go through the plot real fast things. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I can rush through this plot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there's that. There's, it's not much of a plot. To I think it helps that I watch the episodes in 1.5 speed. Yeah, okay, well done. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that's what it's gotten to, guys. Uh, see, yeah, yeah that's, not, <laughs> that's not worth it. Um, what do so, you got for us? So basically, this episode is all about a supervillain who has developed some sound technology to mm-hmm. terrorize uh, Metropolis. Um, the episode starts off when uh, we find out that... Uh, an award show is coming up. What is it called again? The Kurth Awards. The Kurth Awards is coming up, and Lois assumes she's been nominated for it. Um, anyway, while she's talking to Lois and or Clark in the beginning, she hops into the a bank, and later Clark comes back and finds that everyone in the bank is asleep. That's right. And a bunch of people have, or someone has stolen a bunch of money. What happened? Um, so who knows? Uh, then we go to the planet and we uh, see that uh, Jimmy has been e- has acquired a bug pen so he can kind of like <laughs> eavesdrop and listen to people. <laughs> Guess what? This is going to come back later. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, who knew? Yeah. Um, anyway, so Clark has acquired a security tape that shows what happened in the bank and it shows uh, it's recorded the sound that he s- observes because he's Superman. Um, makes people sleepy when they hear it, and then a bunch of guys wearing, like, kind of uh, leather jackets <laughs> with these, like, elaborate crosses on the back. Very recognizable crosses. Yeah, very, <laughs> very clear. Um, come in, and they steal all this money. Um, basically, that's the setup. Uh, then we find out that Clark has been nominated for the Kurt Awards rather than Lois. And oh, I'm sure she takes that well. Oh, yeah, she struggles. <laughs> One, actually, I really like that scene. We should come back to that. Me too. Um, anyway, so they get put on this story and uh, about the bank, and Lois decides, like, let's start with the who and what. She's kind of trying to... She's kind of peacocking her... Uh, <laughs> her... Um, uh, journalistic skills <laughs> to yep. try and, like, I'm okay. fucking tight. 
Um, so they've done some research, and we find out that it's either uh, this researcher or this musician. Um, but they're not really sure. The researcher has right. done some, I forget his name, Derek something uh, or hold other. On. Uh, Camden. Derek Camden. Camden. He's done some research into like controlling people with sound, but it kind of fucked him up. Um, and then the musician, um, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, Stokes. Stoke. Um, Stoke? some, some shit like that. <laughs> also kind of involved in weird sound experimentation, has a band that never really succeeded. Right. Um, so we have a little motive, uh, on his end. Now, di- okay, we'll get back to that. I, I yeah. want to know the popularity level of this uh-huh. musician, yeah. but like, we'll get back to it. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. Um, uh, so then they go out into the street, and uh, they're basically going to go f- start following these leads. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lois is complaining about Clark's nomination and then realizes she's being a jerk and kind of admits that, which is a new, a whole new Lois for me. Weird, yeah. Um, when Clark hears uh, this sleepy sound with his super hearing, and so he's like, oh, we should split up. See you later. Bye. And he uh, goes as Superman to go check that shit out. Um, meanwhile, we see the same kind of motorcycle leather jacket guys with these uh, distinct crosses stealing a bunch of jewelry when Superman arrives. Mm-hmm. And one of these uh, motorcycle guys with a sweet helmet basically <laughs> shoots him with this, like, sound gun. Um, and it doesn't really do anything, but then he turns it up to 11. Holy shit. And it totally does something. Oh, it, like, makes yeah. Superman's head hurt or something. Um and he basically explains that, like, yeah, I've developed this whole thing for you, motherfucker, and you'll be <laughs> hearing from me. Um, and there's a great rock music cue I'd love to oh talk boy. about. boy, yeah. Um, we should talk about a lot of the music in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we go back to the planet, and Clark's kind of disoriented from interacting with this sound guy, and we find out that the dude has set up, like, these speakers throughout the whole city, Mm -hmm. and he basically can talk to the whole city through it, and he essentially challenges Superman to try and stop him. Nobody else has noticed this. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, So here we find out that Lois is pretty sure that the sound bad guy, we'll call him, I don't know, sound guy I've been Uh, calling him. Hold on. Let me just even even in the fucking... Uh, news article they post, they call him, like, Sound Guy. Sound Guy? Yeah. Uh, Stoke. Lois thinks that it's uh, this rock star, Stoke, that we've mentioned. Uh, And Clark thinks that it's that researcher, Derek Camden. Um, And so they decide to split up, even though they don't... Clark doesn't really seem to want to do that. Right. But uh, Perry kind of gives them a little... Sometimes she just gets this way, kid. You gotta (laughs) deal with it. Um... Perry ever, like, lowest whisperer, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. Meanwhile, Jimmy just kind of leaves and is like, I'm going to go take pictures. Right. Um, and so we cut to him out there taking uh, pictures and, like, I don't know who this just kid, I don't know stuff. who this kid is. He's just this random kid that mm-hmm. started appearing in the show uh, who takes pictures. <laughs> um, and he's taking pictures of this cross, cross jacket guys and seeing them riding mo- motorcycles and shit. Right. Um, it's kind of a nice little scene. Uh, back at the planet, Lois... Um, Finds out that the rock star likes trashy brunettes. Mm-hmm. Mm, surprise, surprise. Where's Cat Grant when you need her? Um, back in the streets, Clark is meeting with this guy at like a cafe who's like, I don't normally give hospital records, but here you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's illegal, but I'll do, I'll make this one exception. Well, you seem like a trustworthy fella, so. Yeah, um, so these records basically. <laughs> Sorry, the, rec- the cat's doing something cute. Yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> 
the uh, the records indicate that Stoke and Camden have basically uh, started a company together. Why Hospital Records would ever do that? Good point. Is a great question, yep. but that's what they imply. So um, Clark goes to this rock club that they've started, and uh, he finds out that Camden, Derek Camden, has been living in a back room in the club, but he's been kind of not around for a while. Uh, So he goes to check out this uh, back room when a buff security lady uh, sees him and decides to follow him, and uh, a group of these buff security ladies (laughs) go in and basically grab him and kick him out and say, like, the bathroom's over there. Mm -hmm. They're really intimidating. Yep. Um, and as he uh, gets out of their hands, he runs into uh, Rocker Lois, Rocker who's dressed Lois. up kind of trashy, uh, to kind of <laughs> like she's going to be in a fucking Springsteen video, you know? Like yeah, she's yeah. It's, all it's, of a super, it's super funny. Um, then uh, Stoke gets up on stage and starts playing with his band, and uh, Lois's plan is basically to go up and make fuck eyes at him right. to. Uh, get an in or something and and first there's this weird sequence here where she's like pushing her way to the front yeah. which is like apparently unacceptable at this club because then the buff security girls come over and are like we don't hear any of the dialogue in the scene they're just like nah yeah, and she's goddamn like, song is playing yeah and it's it's kind of weird but then she like bribes some big guys to like <laughs> make a path for her which like what the fuck is the difference my note is dance space is very important to Lois Lane yeah but she gets this big old space and then she makes her fuck eyes at uh, at, at Stoke. Uh, Stoke and mm-hmm. and he he likes and then they have a, a drink after yes they do um oh yeah so <laughs> While he's um, while he's performing and she's making these fuck eyes at him, he gives her his prick. I mean, pick. I wrote that oh, down. That's right. I wrote that down and really wanted to <laughs> say that, but I don't know how to deliver jokes because I'm not a comedian. Oh god. Um, anyway, so then we see new Jimmy taking pictures of uh, these uh, motorcycle guys again in like a different place. Right. But then this quiet one like comes up and catches him and. Does something to him. Later we find out he's been tied up. This sly motherfucker. Yeah, back in the club, uh, Stoke is talking to quote-unquote Linda, who is actually Rocker Lois, who mm-hmm. plays super dumb, and it's really funny, because he's like, oh, this connection we have, this, like, your desire to fuck me is, like, another <laughs> really whole deep. other thing. Yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah. And she spills um, a drink to avoid a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and she, she bugs him, basically. Right. Um, which... Unfortunately, with, with the Jimmy pen, with Jimmy's pen that yeah. got introduced earlier, mm-hmm. um, and then we find out that. Oh wait, hold on, my notes are not in proper order. Give me one moment here. You could get that clean again. Um, anyway, then we cut to uh, basically Stoke gets pulled away by his security girls, and we find out that he has a bat cave. Mm-hmm. He has a villain, villainous lair, which yeah. is pretty exciting, complete with like backlit fans uh, with like fog spinning ominously, and I love it. Uh, That's right. <laughs> and basically, there's this uh, newscast coming on where the mayor or someone is speaking and saying, We're not going to negotiate with this sound guy who's put speakers everywhere because we're not scared of him. I'm sure he can't hear us, though, too. Yeah, yeah. And so then we go back to the club, and Lois can't hear uh, anything from the bug. Later, we'll find out why. Right. Um, the security girls come out and kick everyone out because supervillain shit's about to happen. Uh-huh. Um, back in the cave, uh, Stoke uh, basically starts emanating this like sound wave throughout the whole city and claims that it's going to knock all the buildings over. He says it's like bowling at one point. And he's basically like, all right, all right, Mayor, if you're not going to play ball, I'm going to play bowling balls. Play bowling at you. Yeah. 
I'm going to play bowling at you. I'm going to kill this photographer. Uh, then we find out that Jimmy's all tied up in this building and it's collapsing, but luckily Superman comes in and saves him. Um, and he flies around in some nice kind of wire work. Yeah, looks good. Decent wire work. And he starts a heat, basically heat visioning all these speakers. And then Stoke turns on the Superman stop sound and that's a whole thing. That, I think... Or maybe it's later where it's the, this is your brain, this is your brain on sound. Oh, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, I think that is later, actually. Anyway, but it all, I guess it stops. How did that stop? Uh, it just stops. Yeah, Superman just, like, gets rid of all the sound things that are, that are attacking stuff. Oh, yeah, he gets rid of those. I was confused in this scene because he, like, blows a bunch of those up and the Superman sound stops. But then Stoke keeps talking to him. And I'm kind of like, if Stoke can keep talking to him, he can keep doing the sound at I had that. I had a similar <laughs> note where it was just like, okay, so Superman can hear where these things are coming from and stop the sound, but he can't figure out where Stoke is going. You know, if he yeah, still hears yeah. him. You know? That's like, still happening? That's weird. Um, anyway, back at the planet the next day, Lois and Clark finally decide to team up, and they're like, all right, we got to fucking do this. Right. Jimmy points out that the reason Lois, is, Lois couldn't hear the bug plant work is because she had the thing set up on the AM radio station instead of the other, which was elegantly set up when he first talked about it. Fucking Linda. Um, meanwhile, we go to Echo Canyon, where Camden supposedly lives, and he pulls a gun on uh, Lois and Clark, and he's super paranoid and crazy and mm-hmm. talks a bunch of gibberish and yep. uh, basically implies that whatever's going down, Stoke is totally pulling the strings and using him. Um, we go back to the Batcave, where Stoke is now on the phone with the mayor and is once again threatening her. I... There's no, I don't know why he just didn't finish the job the night before, but point. here we are. Here we are again. Uh, back in the streets, Lois finally uses the bug properly outside of the club right. and uh, hears that Stoke is going to destroy City Hall, uh, which freaks her out. So they come up with this plan, apparently, where Lois goes and uh, calls the security, buff security girls milk cows. <laughs> And somehow fights them yep. off because she's a karate master. Apparently. And I did like that one of them, one of the security girls is like, yeah, yeah, like a Power <laughs> Ranger and shit. Which I, wanted, I want to come back to the scene okay. for a couple reasons. Okay, okay, I'm down. Keep on going. It was a fun one. Uh, meanwhile, Clark sneaks in and starts shutting down all this power at, in, pulls a plug, in the back you know, in the like, cave which by the way in the Cam- back cave. camden set up all this like he has the power now yeah like as if right. the power was some special he's pulling power thing. they talk about power a lot in that basically they've game. gone into some underground place and are pulling more power from the city's from the infrastructure right. but yeah. it's kind of like i just don't understand like, no, why is that such either. a thing um, it just doesn't make any sense. He's got the same equipment. Yeah. They're just, just saying, now that we have power. Now we have more power. We can use like, this. What? Yeah. Just, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, Lois basically enters the, uh, enters the cave uh, after fighting these girls and right. gets taken hostage right as, by, by Stoke right as Superman comes in. Because um, she can't do something right for an entire episode. No, never. Of right. course not. Um, so Stoke basically says he's going to kill her. Superman's like, nah, fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> he has a plan though, but in the moment it just, it just seems like he's like, fuck it. I'm out of here. I know. Here. I wrote that too. I was like, like, what? Don't remember him leaving. You know? <laughs> um, and then we have, we see him flying around and then we get the scene with a couple bums explaining what a sonic boom is oh, for some much my. needed exposition to kind of set up what Superman's about to do. My note, bums scared by sound slash nose science. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> 
Um, so Superman basically flies super fast, breaks the sound barrier, and then flies back into the cave. Yeah, you fucking do. Some fucking how. Because it's, uh, a, it's a sound, it's a barrier, it's like a wall. A well, wall of sound. Before this, I forgot to set up that uh, do, the Stoke has set up this his gun to create a sound barrier. Right. So Superman can't get through it to save... Lois earlier because sound is tangible. Yeah, and yep, and so, apparently, <laughs> and so now, now that Superman ha- is flying so fast past the speed of sound, he can break through that barrier. Which I like, uh, I, I, which I mean, ultimately, you can argue makes sense. Um, <laughs> so he busts through the wall and then busts through the barrier and, and saves Lois, um, and then flies the guy away who notes that he's scared of heights or something. Hooray. But right. the the supervillain is stopped, and hurrah, the city hall is not destroyed. Um, then we have a nice little denouement here at the end with... Uh, denouement. Denouement. Uh, with uh, Clark and Lois and Perry all coming out of the Kurth Awards. Mm-hmm. Clark with his award, he he's won. Lois isn't really mean, which is a nice change. Now we're getting somewhere. She's actually like... Evolving and changing, like yeah, this is what this is what I've been waiting for, guys. Maybe this is maybe I will stick around. Still whining her ass off. Um, still whining so a little is, bit. So is he, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but it's not terrible. Um, then we cut to her house where we see that like she keeps her her awards in the bookcase and kind of hidden behind everything. She doesn't want to act uh, like they're a big deal to her, but they totally are. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman shows up and basically says thanks, and it's a little romantic. She she gives him a rose and gives him a little kiss. And Very strange, and he just like waltzes right the fuck in. Yeah, them, you know, like. yeah. Their little moment was kind of cute, but it was really un unprompted. It was kind of strange. Yeah, um, it's... yeah. But then that's that's the end of the episode, and that was Wall of Sound. I will say too at the end here when they're together. I think this is the first time they use like the track of their love theme okay. that they're gonna do a lot. And I really oh, like nice. like when I think of the show, I think of that music. Interesting. You know? Like I, I really like. That. I have no idea what it is yet. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, we're watching an episode right after this, so I'll try to point it out. Okay, once okay. I'll probably notice. Anyway, so this episode, this is one of those like if we weren't doing this podcast, I'd never rewatch again. Sure. You know, like these filler... Yeah, just like a random baddie, not yeah. not adding to the overall story. It's just like this filler stuff that's so typical of TV back then, but it yeah. just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't interest me as much, especially when it's not like, it's not a great villain, it's not a great plot, there's mm-hmm. no great like big scene in it really, it's sure. just kind of middle of the road. Okay. For me. Yeah. You know? I get that. I, I enjoyed it because it is more superhero esque to me than a lot of the other stuff, you know? Fair. There's a villain, we stop the villain. And, I, and yeah, it's See, very that's episodic. Why I liked, excuse me. That, that's why I liked last episode because we had like the wife of Lex Luthor shooting yeah. Superman with kryptonite bullets and, you know, like that sure, type of shit. Sure. I think that type of fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I totally cut you off. So. No, that's, that's fine. I mean, that's just, we, I think we have two different perspectives on, like, what we want from the show, right. ultimately. Because um, I'm not super connected to the characters. I don't really give a shit, yeah, to be honest. I've, <laughs> I'm, like, here because I want to see, I want it to be like a, reading a comic book. And this one was a little comic booky. Fair. Even though it is totally episodic and a one-off. Um, right. Yeah. Just, like, a, a two- or three-issue comic book right, run right. might be. You know, yeah, like and this art. might, and, but if you look at it, this might be one of the issues with uh, the show that I have is like, it never leaves me wanting more. You know what I mean? It never leaves me at the ep- end of an episode like, say, a Game of Thrones or Mr. Robot with some kind of, <laughs> I love Mr. I've been watching Mr. Robot. I really want to start. It's pretty fun. 
um, where it leaves you with some sort of twist or, or question at the end of the episode. It's, right. Each each episode is very tied neatly in a bow by the end. And it's also not the type of television that was doing too much aggressive character work or development, you know? like I, what, what was back then, though? Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. nothing. Well, you know... Well, you know like X Files was around, and like while while it's not every episode, those characters were very they were consistent, filled, you know, yeah, were, yeah, but but kind in. of in the same way that this show was, where they're consistent, they they slowly change over time, right? But there's tons of these one off episodes, yeah, that's that, you true. Know, there's tons that's, of these, that's the whole appeal, of yeah. That, that was yeah, that right. was the style back then, um, because we didn't have that like ability to binge watch shit like yeah. we do now, you know. Um, Fair point. Yeah. Anyway, so what did you want to talk about from this episode? First of all, my first note is Clark gets nominated for his Kurth Award because of his Bolivian drug cartel series, Exposé. These motherfuckers work on some important shit yeah. when the actually, cameras aren't rolling. Actually, no. That's what Lois thought she was going to get oh, nominated for. Me. But she wasn't. She was frustrated because Clark got nominated for some, like, old people... Oh, the retirement re- home scandal. I yeah, this. yeah. And yep. so she's like, what the fuck? I'm doing real journalism and you're getting hired for hanging out with old people? <laughs> fuck that. Which, like, of course he's... Like, retirement home scandal feels just like... You know the jo- the article that got him the job of like the theater's going down and this old actress just doesn't want it to go right you know? like, yeah absolutely that type of thing yeah. but I think maybe they're so used to these like Lois Lois Lane exposés that right. like a kind of like uh, heartstring piece or whatever like spun tale yeah like maybe they were hungry for something uh, like that abuse in the retirement homes or yeah yeah that's got to be what the retirement home schedule scandal is about absolutely right it's interesting because we're starting to see clark serve as uh, a foil to lois which is interesting in in the journalism world oh and oh okay i was gonna say not not in the uh, not in the thing as a whole but right like in but in that those storylines that clark kent is now becoming as respected a journalist as lois lane is. yeah but kind of in a different way at least in this episode right um, which makes it even strange well i guess it kind of makes sense that perry would want just like in a Purely business standpoint, want to put them together because oh, she's yeah. going to be the, the driving force, and right. Clark's going to be looking at the human angle. Absolutely, yeah. Which is a great team, ultimately. Yeah, that makes sense. You think about it. Um, my other next note to point out: uh, just a total camera snafu thing uh-huh. when the sound robbers are like in their jackets and like first introduce the they have like the gun the and sound the sound guns. thing that hurts Superman and all that. Uh-huh. They have these shiny helmets, like you said. That are reflecting every fucking condor and hanging, <laughs> hanging light going on in that entire set. And nice. I'm just like, I think I see craft services in this helmet right now. You know? <laughs> nice. I didn't notice that. It's very, but it's just I'm like not surprised. Nothing that they could do to avoid it. You know, yeah, like yeah. not nitpicking. I just it's fun to yeah. catch this That's shit sometime silly. for me. Um, let's talk about Stoke. Okay. As I turn my page. Stoke. Does he have an accent? What's that? Doesn't he have an accent? He does. He's kind of like. So my thought for him, just maybe visually in the accent, I'm like, oh, he's Sting. That's he's ex- a he's a Sandin, Stoke Sting. That's exactly where I went. Yeah. But he's not. Is he successful or is he not? I don't think he's successful. Okay. I so think he's, that's part of his motive. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. He's like at most moderately successful. I don't know why this is coming. Like, this is the reference I'm bringing up. I'm thinking, like, Smash Mouth. 
Like we really liked that one song they did. I don't. I don't even think they got that much acclaim. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, like I feel like they were pretty popular. Like they were in Rat Race. I mean, how much higher can you get? No, I mean, I don't think Stoke is as popular oh, as okay. Smash Mouth because okay. Smash Mouth can still play shows at Vegas right now, but Stoke has I mean, to buy his own fucking club to perform. You know what I mean? Right. That's 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 a low that's hmm. a low day in in the life of a musician <laughs> when you have to buy your own club to get a show so that you can get a gig. Yeah, yeah. But you buy like if you're gonna buy your own show or your own club, mm-hmm. make sure there's a back cave. In, oh yeah, in and make back. sure to come up with some evil plot to yeah. you know use your skills to at least get in the ears of everyone in in one city. <laughs> Otherwise, complete waste of time. Yeah, that's I want to keep an eye out to see if this set gets reused. Because I have memories of a lot of fucking turning fans. In. Okay. At the very least, they break those fans up and put I feel them like a few that, more things. Those were going on a lot back in those yeah, days. Yeah, like, totally I, I remember this distinct memory of one from, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, okay. The Batman ride has one. Yeah. That, that was built in, like, 1994, actually. Like, I feel like any time, like, Buffy and Angel went into a sewer, too, there was a fan down there. Dude, just, just in case. Their you know? fans are dope. Yep, but. why not? <laughs> um, oh, God, what else do I have to talk about here? Another thing I'd like to bring out, and I'm sorry, I, please don't let me you're, you're take all over good. this you're all good. situation. I have a real question as to who these security guards, these lady security guards, are in this episode for. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's baffling to me. What's so strange about it? It's so strange because, like, I, I don't think they're supposed to be sexualized. Like, I don't think they're there for eye candy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're there to... Because they're... I just don't know. Like, it's all just a quandary for me. Cause yeah. Like, is is one of them eating a cigar before she fights Lois Lane? I don't remember that. Supposed to be a funny thing? Like, I just... Like, yeah, I think, I think they're supposed to serve as, like... Slightly comedic and and like flipping the trope of like buff guy security guard, if anything. Okay. Or maybe it's supposed to play into um, Stokes' kind of uh, rock star persona. You know, he wants to surround himself with women rather than men. Maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but it, it's it's obvious. It's not clear why no. they're women and not men. Uh, at the same time, women can be whatever they no, want. Not even you the, know? they're not. Like, I'm fine with him having women. Like, it's it's not about that. It's just, like, they get so much play, and they do so little. You know? It's just, like, what's happening is is my question. You know, know, there needs to be some sort of obstacle to get to the goal, and, like, that's the obstacle they came up with. That's all I can think of. A lot of the jokes in this episode, like, them and and, uh, the bums knowing all this science, (laughs) you know? Like, I'm just like, who's... Who's laughing at this? You know, like, yeah, who is yeah. busting a gut over yeah, this yeah. stuff, you know? I'll tell you what, Ryan Albertson was not uh, Yeah, neither was, I'm just sitting here going, like, God, like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> but that's me. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Yeah. Um, Wall of Sound, the song. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. I kind of liked it, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I, I realized I was listening to it at 1.5 speed. Oh, well... <laughs> You had a very different experience, but like, uh, I, I I couldn't find the information. Maybe somebody knows it. Like, who wrote this? You know, oh, like, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Who wrote the song? Who put it together? Did it ever get out there? You know, like, who who? 
Because in a world of, like, I, I'm sure you've seen it, too, where, like, there's episodes of TV shows where it's like, oh, this person's, like, the next Rihanna or the next, like, Springsteen or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, their songs are shit because the writers had an hour to put a song together, you right, know, and right. it's not that great. But, and like, this, this wasn't one was that kind bad. of listenable, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, it wasn't that bad. Dude, I don't know. I don't know who wrote it. And it's not like this show, like, kept... It's not like this is a musical show where they kept a songwriter around, right. you know, just in right. case this type of thing happened. Yeah. It's not but fucking maybe, Glee. Maybe but the maybe the guy who does the sound was like, I have an opportunity to, to write a song. song. And he did it. Maybe he did. Yeah. You know, I didn't even look to, or, to look at his Or maybe website. Stoke, the actor, is actually a musician and... I wanted to look that up you know, too, and I didn't. I I didn't. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're doing cr- well. Also, I watched this a couple weeks ago, so it's all. And little. as as per discussed earlier, I'm having a great time and putting right. a lot of energy <laughs> into this. <laughs> um, little thing I noticed too. Like now we have the ticker, the news ticker, running in the Daily Planet right. like up on the walls. I wrote down sales reports slow, or so. The Sales reports slow, 0.1% gain in the cost of, and then it cuts out. Uh. <laughs> it's just like, what is it in what that you, cost? What do you think it could be? Exactly. Now, like, what could, could be? be gained in Metropolis that, um, so it would have to, it'd have to do with Superman. You know what? It was probably actually, uh, earplugs, small speakers. Because the sound guys started buying a bunch of so many, because Superman just trashed all their shit. Yeah, and so the prices went up because demand went up (laughs) briefly by one point. While this is happening, too, there's also a cute scene with the Daily Planet. Uh, Now, this I did enjoy. This was comedy I liked. Okay, Lois comes in after rough time, and she's still like tarted up from Stokes and whatnot. Yeah, Jimmy's at her computer looking stuff up, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's kind of like rambling, but she is just wordlessly looking, uh-huh. like wordlessly <laughs> giving him so much shit for using her computer right now. You know, it's just like that was a nice little bit. That was Terry was yeah. good, and uh, and Justin Whalen was good. Who's Justin just, Whalen? Oh my god. I'm just glad I said the right name because, like, in my head, I was like Michael. Honestly, no, like, I, I, I will admit, like, I kind of liked him in this episode because he was doing stuff. He was trying, you know. Yeah, he really wanted a leather coat. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing. And then, please, like, feel free to mm-hmm. cut me off here. I, I, it struck me at the end of this, and we've seen Superman and Lois together, and we know that she's into him and all that. Yeah, it seems so desperately sad to me. That after a day and like solving the story and stopping the guy and all this, as Clark Kent, but Superman helped, you know. But right. like after a full day of being Clark and Lois, he needs to go to her as Superman. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, like it's it's kind of sad if you think of it. You know, like he's just all day, what pining for her or like yeah. wanting yeah. her so badly, and she's not giving him the time of day. So at the end of the day, he has to go and kind of fulfill that that need, that need yeah, in him. Yeah, that's to a go keen observation. See her face light up at the sight of him. It's very sad. I mean, it is sad. It, there's a sweetness to it at the same time. Yes, because because it's him, and you know, you know him. You know, yeah. he's not in some dark, tortured place. It's right. He wants he wants to feel. He happy. likes her. You know exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say, for the maybe the first time, she actually acknowledges Clark in front of Superman in a positive way. Really? Yeah, what is you, she saying? Um, 
he's talking about thanks for the help and good job. And she's like, well, me and Clark, it wasn't just me. It was me and Clark. Hmm. And like, I was like, oh, that's a nice little, I don't little adjustment that. So there. So she's, she's humbled, especially after the, the award show. Kurt Award, yeah. yeah. So I do feel like at, one thing I did get out of this episode was, you know, uh, Lois is at least starting uh, an arc of becoming a better person. You know how much I struggle with how mean she is and how yes. she just stays mean and, like, kind of self-centered. Especially, and yeah, like, rewatching season one, she was just joyless sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just a fucking just bouncing downer. all over the place and just, yeah. Either Mad dog Lois. Yeah. yeah it, it, she feels more like a real person, at least in this in this episode. Yes. Um, and, and they kind of... A, a cool thing, too, that they start playing with more in a, in a more dealable way like the showing that she's a nice person the play with the duality of her too you know like she's she's a very she's a romantic yeah you know yeah. but she she plays that she's just this tough street T- smart tough neurotic yeah just like city bitch who's gonna get shit done and all that but yeah. like the minute something goes wrong yeah. she crumbles yep yep and it's a, it's a nice contrast to the you know him just kind of being a down home American guy, and the minute something goes wrong, he has to step it yeah. up. Once again, icon. they serve as amazing foils yeah. to each other. It's it's cool. Um, I I liked the thing too here of as stupid as it is, as like comic book stupid as it is that like this sound has created a literal wall that that's like yeah impenetrable by him. <laughs> it's a cool thing for me when there's a little bit of science. And and a little bit of math involved in how he's using his superpower. Oh, I agree. Because that takes a little like outside the box thinking of him to go like, shit, I can't through break through the sound barrier. Wait a minute, you I know, can, like, yeah. I'm gonna go and do it yeah. right now. And to me, that's more of what I've always imagined Superman to be is like, oh, I know, I'll go fly around the planet backwards and reset right. time as. Stupid and, as stupid and as nonsensical the, as that right. is, but that, see, like I'm much cooler with this than yeah. I am with that. Oh, I know? agree, but like that's the the type of thing mm-hmm. that I I like to see in Superman. I guess taking these point. ridiculous powers. I cannot and... believe that I have an opinion about Superman. By the way, <laughs> I have come a long way. You have is the thing. Like <laughs> listening to you in the last episode, I was just like, look at him, like giving a shit a little bit. You which know? which one? Or do you mean the Superman Returns episode? Oh, was it the Superman Returns? Yeah. I think you, it was. you told me you were like, oh, I realized you know a little bit about Superman now. That's right. All it thanks, was the Superman. All thanks to you. For some reason, I thought it's it not by my own will, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like? See, I see like a change in the visual of this show, okay. very, very drastically mm-hmm. from season one to season two. Have you? Do you catch that? Did you see it? Like. There's more movement mm-hmm. happening, I, I think. Uh, so instead of them just like walking towards the camera on the streets and then stopping and talking, which right. we got a lot of in season one, we're getting uh, tracking shots as they walk past cars and shit, sure. which is much more stimulating to watch. <laughs> so good on that. It might be a budget thing more than anything. Um, it it looks like they just have a little more money. Yeah, too, I so think they, they did get a budget increase. Yeah, it's just like the the color palette alone is so much brighter to me here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I and I, I like it. I like because like this is this is a show where he's got a bright red, bl- uh, blue and yellow suit on. Absolutely, and like we should 
all play into that. You know, like he yeah. shouldn't be the one thing of color in a drab world. He Absolutely. should be as bright as everything else. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I like that a lot here. Like the Daily Planet set is so '90s, but it's very bright and it's it's colorful and there's mm-hmm. stuff on the walls going by and yeah. whatnot. You know, yeah. like I, I really like the aesthetics of this season and and onward because yeah. we keep that. You know. Okay. Once you pop the color, you can't really go back down. <laughs> so right, right. They they stick with it. And yeah, I, I like it. You know, like yeah. it just I look at it and it looks like a comic book. Sure, you know, sure. a cheap one, but still, a comic book, you know. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and look closer at that when we watch this episode right now because I, I wasn't really one? thinking about that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Oh, oh my! Oh, oh god! Hold on, let me turn this sure. sound down. So before before we do watch that next episode and, and wrap this episode up, I, I have, you know, n- neither of us has ever been in a TV writer's room, but I think we have a, a pretty good working understanding of how it works. Yeah. How, and I don't mean this to be derogatory, but like, how does an episode like this come together? Do you like mm-hmm. how how do we get like all these just random ideas? Right. That then become an episode about a rock yeah. musician who's a sound guy. Well, I mean, like you said, we kind of know how a writer's room works. Yes. So what I imagine happening is at the beginning of the writing season, mm-hmm. they all sit down, and whoever's leading the room is like, all right, like everybody needs to come up with 20 ideas, right. 50 ideas. Kind of like in Mad Men, when it's like... 50 lines of coffee. cigarettes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they probably do a few days of just, like, coming up with concepts and coming up with bad guys and, and, and just working through it, you know? And, yeah, and, fair enough. And when you're forced to come up with random ideas, like, you come up with weird kind of, like, what about a rocker with sound? Like, <laughs> they happen to be listening to Sting, you know what I mean? Maybe, and or like, even... Oh, what about a villain who's like Sting? He's creepy. Now, do you think it... it like this episode in particular could come from the idea of like, what if Superman needs to break the sound barrier to save the day or something like that? And it's reverse engineered. Yeah, that? absolutely. It could. I mean, cause you could reverse engineer it from anyway. What if it, what if Terry Hatcher was like, I want to dress up like a rocker, you know, right. like it could come, it can come from, I want to do crazy outfits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or Dean's like, I want to, I want to win a Superman a, suit. I want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wear a, a tuxedo. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. But it's it's just interesting to me because like it's not it's not the greatest episode they've done, but it's a serviceable filler episode. Yeah, it's yeah. just like strange to me how. I mean, how, where do where do your ideas come from? You well, know? okay, like, fair enough. Yeah, like, like I some of my ideas almost are always inspired by like me while I'm doing something, right? And I'm making some sort of observation, and then suddenly I'm like, oh, what if? I'm at a concert, and what if, like, I was at this Muse concert once, okay. and I just... Oh my God, me too. It was great. And the lighting was all purple and specific. I was mm-hmm. probably really stoned, and so I, I felt like the stadium we were in, or not the stadium, but the venue we were in, it was isolated, and I felt like we were in space. And I was like, oh, what if, like, I'm on this journey to another planet and Muse was sent along as like the entertainment, <laughs> you know, but then like, I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm like, Oh, then there's a, 
purple light in a spaceship. That's cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, spaceships are tight. And then I'm listening to the lyrics of the song, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, what if, like, I'm on this arc that's, like, saving humanity? You know what I mean? Like, it comes from fucking... Right, yeah, who, it's, just, who it's the a fuck? snowball. Effect. Who fucking knows? Yeah, man? okay, so it's, it's, yeah. I guess it's a, a pointless... It's, it's like saying, like, what comes first, music or the lyrics? You sure, know? But sure. Like, Fair enough. You yeah. know, I yeah, get what yeah. you mean. It's just, it's, it's I just, would love to know specifically yeah, me too. actually how it came about. And not though, even just this know? episode, just like the idea of like, well, we had a season to fill and we needed one where it was just like a little bit cheaper and we need one where, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We really had to stay on the lot for this episode. So mm-hmm. we went and did this. And like knowing, knowing the craziness that they're going to get into, mm-hmm. like obviously at one point they just went, all right, fuck it. What do you got? You know, like what's right. your s- craziest stupidest strangest idea let's yeah. try to make it work yeah. which is what i like when i when we get into that like i love this show yeah yeah because it's just like who came up with that sure you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> who decided this is what we were gonna do right and thank you so if you had to come up with like a random filler episode oh, man what would you do i'm gonna try and think of one too i'm trying to think of what's going on in my life right now that's not stupid. Um, oh man. Well, maybe <laughs> we need like cheap Jeopardy music here. Um, I got one. It's not fair though. Okay. Do you want to go? Think, go I'm going to try and think of a better one. Okay, okay. Right. Mine's just like regurgitating another idea of mine. <laughs> I want to come up with Well, yeah, more. I just thought like, my first thought was like, well, I'm going to Comic-Con soon. Maybe they have to go to a comic convention. Something happens. Then I remem- remembered, oh, that happened in Smallville. So let's not do that. You know? like, that might be a little close. Um, I was about to say, it's been really hot, but they, we've already done a heat wave episode. Right. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Um... Oh, god damn. I'm trying to find one that doesn't jive with later episodes. To, oh, I... You know, that isn't a takeoff of that. I just started getting one. Okay. All right, so there's, like, a sudden influx of, like, feral cats in Metropolis. <laughs> okay. And uh, no one really knows where they're coming from, but, like, no one's, re- no one's really, like, too upset about it. Um, but then, like, a bunch of kids start getting, like, sick, and no one really knows why. Oh, God. And so Lois and Clark get put on the, like, uh, Clark is already into the feral cat story. He's like, where are they from? And Lois is like, you're fucking stupid. You're I wasting your time. I, I know where I want this to go. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see where it goes. Um, and so, anyway, Lois is like, these kids are getting sick. We need to figure that out. And Clark's like, all right, kids are tight. Mm-hmm. So they start looking into that, and it turns out that, like, all these kids who are getting sick tend to live in areas where these feral cats have started coming. I'm making this up. I have the seat of my fucking pants right now. Okay. Um, and so they're like, oh, this is weird. So they start trying to uh, figure out where these cats are from and stuff. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because then I got stuck because I lost my flow. Um... <laughs> But basically, someone is planning these cats that are sick on purpose so that they can infect the kids uh, with a disease that makes them... Uh, maybe they don't get... Maybe their sickness isn't that they want to... Is that they are, like, hurt and, like, throwing up or that kind of sickness. Okay. But, like, 
they oh, we've already done that with the fucking space rats in the Christmas episode. Yeah. They want to buy stuff or something. Can I tell you where I thought it was gonna where, go? Where did you think it was gonna go? Where cats? Where cats? Street urchins getting stuck by like these. I'm into that. Let's right? go with that. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So where cats? So so as these kids get bitten by these cats, they start getting sick and having these weird urges. And right. Then, but then at night, like crazy shit starts happening where like. Uh, places are getting broken into, but mm-hmm. like only the meat's getting stolen. <laughs> only the fish is getting stolen. They broke into the craft shop, but the only thing that's missing is the yarn. <laughs> exactly. 100 and the feathers. <laughs> what, <could it> be? <laughs> what is going on? And then, like, smart kids like Lois and Clark have to be put in charge of a kid. Yeah. And they figure it out because. The kid starts turning. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, and then at night, and then at night, this weird guy comes out and it starts playing like uh, cat music, okay. like the Pied Piper, and like makes sure. them do his bidding. And then okay. they find him, and then they kill him with heat vision. Okay. The end. I'm, I'm <laughs> What's the B story? What's the B story? Uh, the B story is well. First of all, Lois, Lois has a cat allergy. Oh, nice. So this whole thing... Does she just, really? For, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, but I'm in <laughs> for that. The, this whole thing is just hell for her, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and she she thought she was allergic to the kid for a while, too. Yeah. But then when she figured out it's a werecat, she's like, oh, maybe that's it. She's struggling with the idea of, like, I could never be maternal. Because, like, I can't even deal with this kid. Like, yeah. I'm literally... My body's literally having... Yeah. Clark, my, my body's literally having a reaction to this that's child. That's really like, interesting. I can't... I can't do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Perry's, like, adopted a cat for the office because, like... Of course. He likes, um... <laughs> of course. And, and Clark has taken a bunch... Or, like... I feel like it starts with him going out to his balcony and he's got, like, 18 saucers of milk out for all these <laughs> fucking alley cats. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's... Maybe it's later later on in their lives when they're thinking about kids or something uh-huh. and she's just like I don't think I can be oh wait are they they get together they get together oh, oh fuck so this is a season 5 we'll ep- see if you this get is there. A se- this is a yeah. season 5 episode in the theoretical season 8 you know? <laughs> uh, she's like you know like I don't know if I like you're so great with the cats and the kids like uh-huh. well, maybe uh-huh. I can't even yeah. deal with this maybe and the and maybe to. the bad guy is like a shelter runs a shelter Oh, and, that makes sense. And, like, was upset that, like, no one would come and adopt these cats. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, I'm going to force you to fucking adopt your kids as cats, and motherfuckers. It's, well, he started with an animal shelter, and nobody, he, they had to kill all the animals yeah. and put them down. And then he, later on, he's the guy that now runs the kids' shelter, the, like, uh, orphan shelter or whatever that's in, yeah. the same, in the same building. And oh, they're just wow. like... During their research, at some point, Jimmy comes in and talks for five minutes about, like, yeah, well, he started as a cat uh, rescuer or whatever, yep. but unfortunately, the city, you know, they, he had to drown them all. I yeah. You know, whatever it was. Yeah, and now we're trying to come up with an, an orphan solution, and... <laughs> anyway, I'm satisfied with that one. I like have, that, too. <laughs> have, you, have you thought of any? No, because I just got into the work. <laughs> what would the title of that episode be called? Uh, ooh. Um, I don't know. Meow of steel. <laughs> meow of steel. Uh, oh, the feline mystique. 
Feline mystique. Maybe. Uh, well, that explain. That feels like it's supposed to be sexy cats. Oh, okay. It? Yeah. Um. Ooh. I don't know. What's a. It's a cat phrase because it would totally like, be some dumb turn of phrase. Totally. Okay. Let's think cats. The black cats. Bad luck. Nine lives. Nine lives. Um. Ah, uh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Something maybe about landing on their feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. God damn. Dude, what? Uh, cat and mouse. Cat oh. and mouse. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't okay. know where the mouse comes in. Um. <laughs> Fuck. Or at least cat and mouse would be in the episode description where it's like Lois and Clark play the ultimate game of cat and mouse. When what about uh? Because there's orphans. What about a hard scratch? <laughs> or something like that. It's a cat scratch life. It's cat scratch life. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, fine. It's called the cat scratch life. Little orphan kitty. Little orphan kitty. We'll iron that out later The sun on. will come out to meow To meow Mm-hmm. We'll get there. I like that. Okay, well, now, <laughs> right, now I feel time. like I have to come up with one. Um... <laughs> Oh, god damn. Why is my instinct to go with a kid? Like, my first thought was, like, a kid figures out that Clark is... Because kids are awesome, as hand. demonstrated in the best episode ever written, See? Smart Kids. I don't know, I don't know. Um, what's, what's a thing that, like, reporters have to do? Like, <laughs> part uh, of me wants to see him deal with, like, actual politics. street crime. Um, politics. Politics, politics, politics. God, I hope we like. Let's cut some. I just got another one. God damn it, you <laughs> fucking asshole! See, like I've got ideas for what a season five comic would be. Like yeah. I can tell you the first couple arcs of that, but that would include spoilers. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. also like like all those comic tie-in things. Like the fun thing is to play off old episodes, like fan yeah. favorite episodes. Yeah. So like that's what I I do with that. You know, that like, makes sense. You won't know what this means, but like I'm bringing back. Zara right away and Tempest and you know like just do a that whole all sounds great thing you know <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> that's for the listeners here's another one how about there's a big presidential election happening right now very polarized <laughs> oh my god they do this <laughs> very polarized do they really they do <laughs> and um one of the candidates is going to come through to give a rally, mm-hmm. but, like, they're kind of against, like, most of Metropolis is kind of against them, so they want to come and, like, try and, like, turn them on the side, but then it turns out that they brought, they also brought, like, a hypno-fucking radar hypno-toad. send-out or sure. yeah, a hypno-toad, and so... This literally happens. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a presidential candidate that's hypnotizing people Are you into saying... Serious? And he's hiding his name so that Lois and Clark, because he's a recurring yeah. villain, so Lois and Clark don't know who he is. But the whole thing is, he's John Doe. Mm-hmm. And everybody just says, like, oh, John Doe is just a darn nice guy. Mm-hmm. And they're being hypnotized <laughs> to, to say that. Like, literally, remember, like, and remember, John Doe is just a darn nice guy. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. That's, that's fucking funny. hilarious. That's great, though. Like, you're uh. in... You're I in, get it. You're dude. more into the show than you even. Know. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> you don't know where you stop and the show begins. I don't at this point. It's um, like I heard Huckabees. What? Oh, God damn it! I really want one before we close. But we should. 
We should, well, maybe we'll save it for next week. Okay, we'll you'll do one next God, week. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Then you have... Oh, that's fine. Which, let's preface to the next week is about an hour from now. But <laughs> Well, yeah, for us. <laughs> All right, look forward to that in the next episode. Thank you for listening to uh, our... Uh, a little crisis at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, um, I'll see if I can push through, guys, and, you know. You're definitely going to watch one more, because we're about to. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Thank you for all for listening. As always, we'd love to hear feedback and whatnot. Um, anyway. Oh, uh, should we do what's making us happy this week? Yeah. It totally stole just straight up. What's going on outside of Metropolis? Outside Metropolis, I'm watching Mr. Robot on USA Network, streaming on Amazon currently. Is that really, really good? Um, I really like it. The, the first episode's really good. It's, it's maintaining uh, interest in me, which is not always easy. Sure. But it's just really well shot. It's really interesting. Uh, it kind of aligns with my, my kind of philosophy on fucking capitalism okay which i like but uh it's it's nice for me because i'm working on a hacker story right now and it's all it's it's in a very similar world but just kind of yeah yeah there's this a little more gritty and thriller and the thing i'm working on is more of like kind of a fun action thing but um it's it's been cool because i can kind of see different ways to present uh, how people hack um, sure. and see how they integrate the terminology that I've been researching in way, and I can see when it works and when it kind of doesn't work, right. and, and so that it's been fun on that level. But it's also pretty good. The main cool. actor is phenomenal. Right, definitely he's, recommend it. He's he's all sorts of gonna be Emmy yeah. nominated and whatnot. Right? Oh yeah, 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 he is. I will say my favorite part of almost every episode is the title card. Every time that title card comes up, I get a fucking chill. Especially oh, this, in they this, do a title card thing. Yeah, they do this great second. The second episode title card is epic fucking Beethoven's Seventh Symphony is fucking playing. Really? Oh, it's really good, yeah. This show sounds yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. I have, like, wanted to check it out. I'd recommend it. I'd definitely recommend it. Um, I'm gonna totally date us with the thing, because it just came out okay. this week. Went to see Finding Dory this week. Oh, did you like it? I loved it so much. Oh, I gotta catch it. There was, like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, this is a lot of fun. Like, this doesn't really have the, the tugging at your heartstrings that the first one did, but, like, God damn, I'm having fun. Good that's for that, you know? And then, the anybody that's seen it knows the fucking punch at the end that it gives. Mm. And it's not, it's not like Pixar sad. It's Pixar, like, hopeful and loving. And it's just uh-huh. like, it is, it's right at her darkest point in the movie. Yeah. And then it instantly becomes the greatest moment of her life. And it's just oh, such a, wow. uh, it, it was beautiful you know like damn you can't help but tear up a little bit yeah, yeah it felt very much to me like in toy story 3 when they all look like they're going to be incinerated yeah and they just and they like join this death hands. pact and yes. grab each other and yes. it's just like what am i watching right you know this is for kids <laughs> exactly nice i'm watching fucking toys go through their doom and i couldn't care more yeah. you know like yeah. well cool i gotta i gotta check it out i yeah, wasn't totally worth it yeah I never connected super strongly to Finding Nemo. Originally. Oh, really? I loved that show. I feel like I just watched it under shitty circumstances. Though, okay. Because I only watched it, like, in my Latin class in high school. Really? And I've never watched it again. And, oh, like, no. I don't think movie. that was the ideal state. And I'm, I love Albert Brooks so much. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a recent development. And so I think I need to watch it with fresher eyes. Fair. Essentially. Um, uh, like, that movie is what introduced me to Ellen. Oh, yeah. And I was obsessed with Ellen for yeah. for like freshman year of high school. Nice. I loved her so like her show gave me so much joy and yeah. so, you know like did I you had watch all the her merch. sitcom? 
Uh, no, I've seen... I, like, when I was in that Ellen phase, yeah. I, I bought the first season. Uh-huh. And it's not terrible, you yeah. know? Like, and then I've seen the, the quote-unquote puppy episode, which is what they called the season finale where she finally comes out. Because uh-huh. they like, it's just like... Yeah. Is it's it just good? called a throwaway episode. Yeah, it's like, it's... I gotta... I remember watching it when I was young, mm-hmm. from time to time. And not religiously. I think my mom really liked it. But I remember enjoying it. I never saw... So, like, I think that season three or four ends with her saying I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And then they change up the show completely, change the cast, she moves. Oh, wow. And all that. Like, I've never seen that, like... Dramatic of a change. That post gay season okay. you know like yeah yeah the one where she is a, a, an out lesbian nice i've never seen that interesting i suddenly want to watch that whole series it. for some reason um you know, I, I bet it's probably holds up as much as any other sitcom from the time you know like friends or will and grace guess or what this is actually our announcement episode of our <laughs> new podcast called Ooh, jellin for ellen ellen podcast mm-hmm. Degenerous, de- degenerous, degenerates. <laughs> I like that. Ellen Degenerates. There you go, dude. Oh, I like that. That's what they should call themselves. Anyway, uh. that's what's going on. Thank you for listening. Any feedback's awesome. Follow us on the social media stuff that we All spend time on. Do it, and uh, we'll see you next week for Lois and Clark. I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. Fuck off, everybody. Mm-hmm.